At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. We welcome you in. It is primetime action on a Tuesday night live from the South Point Sportsbook Studio here in Las Vegas. I'm Ben Wilson. We've got Jeff Parles on the desk once again. Wyatt Tomchek is back behind the glass tonight. Good so to we've see got a Wyatt. third contributor. He made it off the tarmac. Made it off the tarmac. He survived. Yeah, he's back. How you doing, Wyatt? Well, after that two-hour stay in, you know, almost 100-degree weather, oh, yeah? the claustrophobic plane, um, I'm doing okay. A little claustrophobia. Two hours on the tarmac after landing? Is that right? No, 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 no. We were... We were taxiing in the boys uh, in Boise to take off in Vegas, and then they stop and they go, ah, "The airport's closed. There's a thunderstorm." So we waited on the tarmac for Classic. two hours. I'm like, "God, if it was just ten minutes earlier, we'd be sitting at the gate." You know what? If it's not like an eight-hour delay in the summer of 2022, I feel like you're not even allowed to complain. Is that like the new rule here? I think once you get over two hours, you you can be annoyed. Yeah, but I, I mean, again, look, I, if I, it's if it if the wait's longer than the flight. That's I also, think, yes, I'll complain. give you that. Or sure. especially if, like, if you're flying to California at this point from here. And, yeah. Yeah, that, that's one of those, yeah. too. Well, we're at least glad to have wide. We, we, we uh, tra- tra- uh, trains, planes, and automobiles. There we got go. them all so After far two straight primetime actions of Isaiah Von Vrinkel losing his no grand slam prop bet in hilarious fashion each night, we now have wide back. We'll see if wide has any plays in a second. One game underway already, Jeff. Once again, we have the early start on the East Coast. Cincinnati and Miami from Great American Ballpark. Nothing, nothing game there in the top of the second. And a whopping six games about to start highlighted by the big showdown at City Field Subway Series and you have a play sir yes I actually have a play on a Marlins game too I took oh. the Marlins in the first five minus 112 I'll take my chances with Lopez against Hunter Green uh, I would say in, that's in a fair that assessment one. yeah no no problem with that if Lopez gets beat so be it if we get yeah. the, the Hunter Green that strikes out the world and Miami doesn't hit so be it uh, on your screen if you're watching us at VEASAN.com you see my bet I have the Mets tonight with Taiwan Walker against the Yankees I kind of butchered this a little bit. It got as high as plus 108. I thought it was going to go a little further. It never got further. It came back to plus 104. Uh, and then, of course, naturally take even. But I'm, I'm okay, whatever. It's One not book a- still at plus 105, MC. Okay, so I, I don't have any money in win. And also, probably, win bet outside of Nevada probably has a different And resorts than, world. Than here. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> They have a book. Total, <laughs> they of, eight, they to, total of eight for Montgomery and Taiwan Walker. Walker coming off a great first half. Montgomery, a shaky start last time out against Houston out of the All-Star break. Of course, first time, Ben, that the Mets and the Yankees will play in the regular season with both teams in first place. First time that has happened. They've been playing the Subway Series since 97. 
So the first time that has happened. So arguably the biggest regular season games between these teams uh, based off how, where the teams are in I the standings. That's a, that's a totally fair statement, yeah. Mets three games clear in the loss column of Atlanta. Braves have lost two straight, but they'll send their stud rookie to the mound tonight in Philadelphia. And what is a really good pitching matchup, actually. Strider and Nola tonight in Philadelphia. Braves minus 118 right behind us here at the South Point. Plus 108 on the take back for Philadelphia. Total seven and a half. I, I really did consider taking Philadelphia here. I considered taking the Phillies last night, and they won a very weird game. Uh, Nola's, Nola's been awesome. This year, low key, really good. Yes, yeah. For for uh, for for the Phillies and Strider, the last two times out, a little bit better in his last go, but the time before that was, or actually, excuse me, both times a little bit of a struggle. Struggle in Washington, struggle against the Mets, and a big bet just came in at uh, DraftKings up to minus one thirty now in Atlanta, right before first pitch. Yeah, let's see if we can get a good Phillies first five number. Actually, oh I don't want to mess with the Phillies bullpen. Sorry, Wyatt. I mean, hey, the Phillies bullpen shut down the Braves. Yesterday. Yeah, the Phillies bullpen probably their second best uh, outing of the entire season. I mean, last that, that, night that game yesterday. I mean, it, the Phillies pitching staff didn't really go with any runs. It was all the defense for the Phillies. There. Yeah, that, that, yes, we, and hops. That uh, that there very hops. very uh, very fun play by Hoskins, uh, allowing two runs to score, and then the weird hop that allowed Phillies two first runs to score. Stott the big home run last night to get the Phillies home. One more game starting momentarily, so you're gonna have. Almost no time to get this bet in. McClanahan and Wat and Watkins in Baltimore. Orioles beat the Rays last night to the dismay of myself and Von Rinkle downstairs. Tampa with McClanahan minus 175 behind us here at the South Point of DraftKings. They're up to minus 190. Uh, Orioles plus 160 on a take back total seven and a half. Our uh, our great technical director tonight, man, Jeremy Wengel. I go downstairs to say hello to the crew. I haven't seen them in a few days. First thing Jeremy says to me, Orioles reverse run line tonight. There we go. So, That's uh, the spirit. Jeremy's having some fun on this one with the O's and the Rays starting momentarily at Camden Yards. That's a great bet, actually. Is it? Sure about I mean, that? If it, if it works. <laughs> <laughs> works, it's a great bet. Look, I mean, the Orioles have been a great home team all year. Last night, they blow out, uh, blow out Tampa. And who's to say? I mean, it's not like they – look, they have, I'll say this, Jeff. The Orioles have not sold all their pieces away yet. Not yet. Not yet. They're still – I mean, Mancini's still there. Pablo Lopez still there. I mean, they. they Jorge, Jorge Lopez. Jorge, sorry, Jorge, Jorge Lopez. I was, doing, I was like, wait, Lopez is that the is right? Lopez? Jorge Lopez still there. So they still. I mean, as much as they've been rumored here to be selling off a lot of parts, I don't know. We've got some trade deadline chatter to get to a little bit later. That's a, that's still a team that's intact and playing pretty good baseball, right around five hundred. Not not too bad at all. Uh, again, they're one of the better stories of the season, regardless of how it how it shakes out. And going to be the yeah. easiest over of any team in Major League Baseball well, they as well. Ca- they'll probably catch the over, what, by early September, I would think? Well, maybe even maybe I, would, I, would say, I would say earlier, probably in August yeah. at this rate. One more game starting momentarily. Cardinals at Blue Jays. Now, remember here, this is a game tonight where Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt, not vaccinated, not allowed to play in Canada. Can't cross the border into Canada tonight. So that's why the Cardinals are so bloated on the price of plus 190 tonight behind us. Barrios, minus 220, total of nine. Then I came very close to just taking a an over at eight and a half earlier in the day. I just couldn't bring myself yeah. to it. Uh, because I just... You can't lay over $2 with Barrios. I'm yeah, sorry. you can't you lay can't. over $2 with Barrios. I don't want to bet the Cardinals either. Like no. you, you, It's just one of those where I was really wanting to take a, take a run line with St. Louis, kind of like I did with Kansas City that first game after they lost 10 of their players uh, to the COVID, COVID vaccination rules north of the border. Uh, St. Louis only loses three. It's two MVP candidates that they lose tonight. I would say kind of significant. Their entire uh, corner infield. So uh, no play there for me. And then the other two games starting in in, in the next few minutes, 10 after the hour, the Padres, I'm still finding a way to bet them, but not actually last night, uh, Ben, against the Tigers. (laughs) Mike Clevenger, Garrett Hill, your pitching matchup. Padres minus 175 at DraftKings, minus 170 behind us, plus 155 on Detroit, total of eight. Padres losers of two straight. Uh, they let that uh, Sunday night loss turn into two with their performance last night at Comerica. And then the Red Sox and the Guardians, uh, it will be uh, Sh- Brian Shaw's an opener for Cleveland. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Why not? Turn back the clock. Uh, and, and, and Winchowski goes for the Red Sox. Minus 140 at DraftKings for the Sox. And a nice high total of 10 here, Ben. 
Well, the Red Sox, who we, we listed all of the infamy of their horrific five-game stretch. Of course, what do they do? They go out, win, win the game 3-1 last night. Because, of course. Because baseball. Uh, as far as the rest of the show. Why is Brian Shaw even pitching that in the is, Guardians? That uh, is Adam, Adam Burke, who's going to be on the show, I believe, on Thursday, talking Major League Baseball. I believe that is his, his least favorite player in all of Major well, League Baseball. Well, for, for Adam being a stats-inclined guy, as we know, and, Brian, a Gar- and a Guardians fan. Yeah, and a Guardians fan where Brian Shaw has a pretty nice-looking ERA and a win-loss record, and all of his numbers a little bit in the closet are really, really bad. Yeah, just, just, just a little bit. We have a lot more baseball as well to, to discuss here throughout the rest of the show. We have Wes Reynolds coming up. He will, I believe, have a baseball player, too, for the night session. We're also going to get into this week's PGA Tournament Handicap since tomorrow, believe it or not, Wyatt Tomchek's going to be in, in his first-ever golf draft. You ready for it, Wyatt? Uh, I'm doing the golf. Okay, yeah, I'm ready. He was doing his prep. That's why he was a little, a little late on the draw there, a little slow. But, yes, Wyatt, uh, Jeff, and myself will do our golf draft. Uh, as always, though, we will have the, the one-and-done selections submitted in, presumably by Pigeon Carrier from Kelly Bidlin from Montana. We'll send us uh, those while he's on vacation. He, Matt, and Gil Alexander down to the final two weeks there in one-and-done. So we'll talk with Wes Reynolds in our next hour. Coming up in about 25 minutes, Michael Lombardi, the former NFL GM, hosts one of our shows at the network here. The Lombardi Line going to join us, talk all things National Football League, as basically every single training camp at this point today, Jeff, officially opens. And that leads us into some of our top headlines for today. The biggest one surrounding the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they're signing for, at least in, in sticker shock price value alone, Julio Jones uh, heading to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Just a one-year deal here for Julio. The question naturally becomes, Jeff, will this be the latest of the Tampa Bay Tom Brady reclamation projects who go to Tampa and all of a sudden turn back the clock about five years and find some motivation and rejuvenation in their bodies? I do not care about this move one day. Okay, you don't think so. I, I, I think he's done. <laughs> I, I think Julio's completely done. Now, for Tampa, it's no risk. Like, like, I understand the move from Tampa's perspective. Why not? If Julio can even give you half a good season, you have a re- – again, with the question mark of when Godwin is going to be ready to go fully here, and I, you're looking at a guy who could be a number two wide receiver for half a season potentially. So – uh, from Tampa's perspective, it's a good move, but again, I think Julio is completely finished at this point, Ben. Okay. I think he's done. What about Mohamed Sanu? Equally done, signs with the Dolphins today. I didn't even see that, so that just shows <laughs> what Mohamed right. Sanu's uh, uh, worth is at this point. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Chris Carson announces retirement from, from the Seahawks. So the, I would pro- we probably buried the second biggest story, which was Joe Burrow uh, has, a, has surgery today to remove his appendix. Yep. I would say uh, having that happen now on the first day of camp a little bit better than, uh, let's say, in week nine or something. Well, well, you know, remember, uh, Ben Roethlisberger had his appendix taken out of appendicitis uh, at the beginning of a season once, and remember, he had a really bad year that year. First game back was the Monday night against Jacksonville, where I think he threw five interceptions in that game uh, earlier in his career. So you are 100% right. This is, again, you never hope anyone has to go, go under the knife in, for anything. But had this happen on July 26th is a heck of a lot better yeah. than this happening even a month from now on August 26th. What, was that 06, 07? I have to double check Rob? it. Because uh, it was after the Super Bowl win, I believe. After the Super Bowl season that he, he led them to. Well, uh, 2006 season. Ben. That's what, yeah, I had a feeling. 06. I think I remember that Monday night. Roethlisberger Appendix. It shows right up on, oh, uh, wow. on Google. Oh, wow. So there you go. <laughs> uh, immediately. There were some other interesting news and notes from around the National Football League today. Of note, Kyle Shanahan, coach of the Niners, saying they've moved on. It's Trey Lance time officially in San Francisco, Jeff. So We'll, we'll have thoughts about. on that as we go along. Well, Jeff last night made a season-long side bet with one Isaiah Von Vrinkel, our producer last night. Probably gave him tonight. a bad number. Probably yeah. gave myself a bad number. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, we've got a lot more still to come here on the show. Up next on Primetime Action, fewest wins in the National Football League. We dive into that market next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, 
We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The VEASAN football betting guides are coming soon, and there is no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, Plus, best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player rewards. Reserve your copy of the Football Betting Guides today and get access to everything we offer for the entire football season with a VEASAN all-access subscription. Make this football season your best ever. Subscribe now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We're just getting started here on primetime action, but uh, Jeff Parles is already Yeah, in I'm, I'm, I'm in a big hole already. So, <laughs> no. uh, well, Aaron Judge. Jo- does it again, 38 jo- homers. Well, and then Rizzo just went went out on the first pitch as well. Back so, too bad. So the big concern with Taiwan Walker, as we saw last year, Taiwan Walker was an all-star last year and then was arguably the worst pitcher in the National League in the second half. So mm-hmm. the one concern where Walker had a borderline all-star season in the first half this year, now his first start again, not the greatest of draws, facing the best team with the best record tough. in baseball. And first inning already – a big problem where Judge and Rizzo, where Aaron Judge is going to just blow up every single home run bet that isn't him this year, and he's got an eight an eight homer lead now on Schwarber after that homer. So you're right in a position there. where you have what a fifty to one ticket on Schwarber. He's going to hit forty five Schwarber, homers. Schwar- Schwarber's going to finish second, but end up like ten or twelve back because Judge is going to hit fifty five at least huh. at this rate. What a season Aaron Judge is having, but it just really is insane how good he has been this year. And, what are you going to do? And, and, and yet, and yet, sixty homer pace. And the funny thing is, like, we have a legitimate big time race in the AL MVP race. We do. Like that's how ridiculous Shohei, Otani is. Shohei Otani still yeah. your pretty comfortable favorite right now at minus money in that race. Dylan Carlson. Speaking of first inning home runs, he hits his sixth of the year, one nothing St. Louis already. Even even with that, Jeff T- Toronto still a minus one seventy in game favorite, even even early on. So if you're looking to maybe take a little discount on the Blue Jays, again we were not actually, we know. were not advocating for that with Jose Barrios and his big struggles on the mound, but that is the case there in Toronto. And then Austin Riley continues his superb play, RBI double, top of the first off of Arenola, one nothing Braves. Why Tom check our producer behind the glass, uh, Jeff? Very very big Braves fan. You had, uh, you we... had action in this game tonight, Why? Uh, went with. Uh... Uh, you know, Spencer Strider is pitching. You got to bet the stash, the greatest stash in MLB. 
better than that's Matt a, Carpenter. That's a tried, there, there's got to be a system there. Yeah, there's a system on the that. Beeson, tried and true stash rookie. So I, I went over on his strikeout props, uh, seven and a half. Oh, uh, no problem with that. All right. Uh, you're going to hate my Yankees. I went Yankees money line. Sorry, Jeff. Why no, didn't you say that? Nothing before? personal. It's just business. One, wait, I need the Mets to lose. You got to say that you're betting the other pretty, side pretty, before pretty that. convenient is why it pipes up right wow. after back to back solo. I tried to say something, but you know, you were. Oh, ah, it's okay. Man. You were it's going okay. on your it's, I, Look, I have, wow. no problem. I have no problem with you with you uh, with that bet. How often are you going to get the Yankees at, at a minus one fifteen? Yeah, like it just it's not going to happen. Playing in their often. own city, no less. Yeah, it's not so, not their own ballpark. So again, right. uh, two nothing at the end of the top of the first, as you said. Uh, Noel's had now out of the first. There in Philadelphia, but uh, not a uh, not a good start for either uh, either plays in this uh, seven no, o'clock window. At least Pablo Lopez looks sharp early, but the Marlins, in shocking Marlins fashion, squandered a runner in third base and one out earlier. And second, third, second and third, one out against shocking. Hunter Green could not get anything going. I have one play tonight. I'll get to that preview in a little bit. It's one of the later games at nine forty Eastern. I did lay a dollar fifty four money line price tonight with Houston. In, uh, in Oakland there, and as we as you talked about, Jeff, for a guy like Taiwan Walker, first start out of the All-Star break, I have purposely not played any of these guys making their first starts out of the break, especially those who are on longer than five days rest as we get a Vlad Jr. two-run homer, 2-1 right away, Toronto in the bottom of the first. So these are two pitchers tonight in Luis Garcia, and then Frankie Montas, presumably Montas making his final start is in Oakland A. That's what we assume before getting traded. Trade deadline a week from today. I'll explain that one a little more in depth later. I laid minus 154 with Houston. That's uh, You can still find, let's see, Westgate minus 150, or I should say a DraftKings minus 155. It's about minus 155, 160 market-wide. Yeah, you no, you, you can find a pretty similar number to what you what you laid there. Yep. So we'll, we'll get into that play a little bit later. Again, 940 on the East Coast. One of four late games that start after 9.30 Eastern. Right now, though, let's dive into the NFL fewest wins market ahead of welcoming in Michael Lombardi in our next segment here on Primetime Action. You're a leader in the clubhouse, at least uh, this the leader in infamy, I suppose, this year, Jeff. It's the Houston Texans plus 275, the odds to have the fewest wins. I believe, if I remember correctly, last year, Matt Brown had a massive, massive wager on Houston. And around, the, and around a similar number, I think it was maybe three, four to one, only for Jacksonville to uh, outdo <laughs> Houston, which I mean that was a tough beat, uh, honestly. With how didn't even end up with the second. I know with how things went in Houston, <laughs> and they were outdone by both Jacksonville and Detroit. So it's Houston plus two seventy-five this year to rega- regain that crown with the fewest wins. Falcons are second at four to one. Seahawks plus seven fifty. The Jets at plus eight fifty. Those are the the four teams in single digits on the odds board. Jeff, are you looking at one of the top four? Or is there another team down the list you would look to have value here? First off, I'll say this real quick: Have we learned nothing with having Pittsburgh even remotely close to the top? Yeah, that have we learned nothing don't, at don't, this point? Don't bet that. Like, I don't care that the Steeler quarterback situation is a mess. That it, it's MVP Mitch and it's. Uh, and it's Pickett and Mason Rudolph is number two on the depth chart. Like, I don't care about that. The Steelers are still going to find their way to win seven, eight, nine games. Like, it just happens every year, regardless of what the talent level is. So, with that said, as you look through this, Carolina before the Baker trade was the interesting one. Because if they went the whole season with Darnold and that coaching staff that seemingly has lost its way after a really good start to Matt Rule's career as an NFL head coach, uh, but Baker kind of, Kind of hurts that because Baker's not as bad as he showed last year. Really do think that shoulder injury in the left shoulder really impacted his play where he went from above league average quarterback to very below average starter last year. So Carolina before the injury, or excuse me, before the trade to to Baker would have been really interesting, but now can't bet it. So with that said, Ben, there's two that I'm looking at. I don't like laying uh, taking short shots in these type of markets. But Atlanta's roster is so pathetically bad. Yeah. And they could very easily end up with Desmond Ritter starting midway through the season where Desmond Ritter, if he starts this year with that roster, if Atlanta wins one game game in the games that he starts, it will be an accomplishment. That's how bad this roster is. And it's funny to say that with an elite tight end to Kyle Pitts, potentially, uh, and a top 10 draft pick in Drake London, a wide receiver. But – that team is awful. Well, and we, that and we haven't gotten to them yet in our yeah. uh, 32 teams, 32 shows, but if you look at where Pro Football Focus has them with their position rankings, bottom five offensive line, bottom five running back room, bottom five wide receiver room, the worst 
defensive line, the yep. worst linebacking core, and the the best positional unit, I believe, is 22nd in their secondary. That's not good. Only because, really, of A.J. Terrell and how good of a corner right. he a- is. A- A.J. Terrell. Outside of that, if it, was, if it was not for him, they might be 32nd as well. Yeah, they're, look, they're, their secondary is actually not bad. Uh, other than that, as you listen to the rest of the roster, and that's, and that's with Grady Jarrett, too. Like, we're, we're talking about a big-time player up front, and they're still weak in the defensive line. So Atlanta, again, don't love taking the, sh- the sh- one of the shorter shots, but Atlanta to me is worse than Houston. Houston will win a bunch of games accidentally this year. Houston will get the four, which will probably be, which won't be enough to they, get they the real wins. A real coach in Lovey Smith who has found yeah. ways to win games with zero quarterback on his roster in the past. I right. mean, that, they will, that seems to me like a team that probably they, finds a way to five wins. They'll win, they'll win two games in a division that they shouldn't win. They'll, they'll pick someone off that's not really paying attention in a regular season. They're not going to be the worst team in the league, even though their roster obviously stinks again. Sorry, Jeremy. Chicago. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and, and you know, yeah. I really don't want to have to say this because I want Justin Fields to be good. I want Justin Fields to end up being one of the two best quarterbacks out of that draft. But the roster construction, when you have the guy that you gave up a lot of assets for to get, Ben, you did nothing this offseason. And I know it's a new regime and they're, they're trying to start fresh. But the years of the rookie, the, the quarterback on a rookie contract are so critical to get right and at least give yourself a chance to realistically compete. Chicago has not done that. And they have a first-time head coach in Eberflus. They have a first-time play caller in Getze. There are a lot of things that you do not like on paper here for this Chicago team. And even though there are winnable games on this schedule, there are two four-game stretches where this bet could get completely torpedoed. Because the Bears could win five games in those eight, in those eight games from week three to week six, which is Houston Giants, Vikings, Commanders, and week nine to week twelve, which is Dolphins, Lions, Falcons, Jets. They could torpedo you in those stretches by winning a few games there, but that roster is horrible, and I really do feel badly for Fields because Fields deserves better than what they're giving him this year. I'm, look, I'm with you. And the, if you're wondering why, well, okay, 10 to 1, would that be a little bit shorter? Really, the schedule's the only saving grace. It's The, the, the schedule's if, the main if, reason. If you look at the strength of schedules based on the win totals this year, Chicago is the fourth easiest schedule. Houston ends up with the fifth toughest, largely by virtue of not finishing last in the division a season ago. Same can be said for Atlanta, who has the ninth toughest this year. But if you look at the overall the ESPN-PFF combined overall roster grades this year, 32nd in the league, Houston, 31st Atlanta, 30th. Chicago and that offensive line like you know when a, a GM comes in and he's signing a couple of washed up journeyman veteran offensive linemen on the eve of camp you know that there's nothing there and Riley Reef and Michael Schofield were the were the signings that they just made to try to get some sort of depth to an offensive line that I would I would venture to argue Jeff will be the worst in the league one other team that wasn't on our list that I would look at Washington at 25 to 1 really yeah, I think so. Okay. Schedule's the, the biggest holdup with them as well. All right. We'll continue the NFL discussion next. Michael Lombardi, former NFL GM and host of VEASAN's Lombardi Line, joins us next to talk things all National Football League here on Primetime Action. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Uh, balls look to be flying very oh, easily they, 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 in New York. They brought, they brought the juice baseballs Uh-oh. out for Mets Yankees. <laughs> Starling, Mar- Starling Marte stole a homer bottom of the first and then a booming double off the wall here for Francisco Lador. 2-1 game, only the bottom of the first. Yeah, they, got, they, they, they brought the juice we've balls We've got a tonight. ride in front of us, I would, I would have to say. We'll update the rest of the baseball scores uh, in about 10 minutes here. But right now I want to bring on Michael Lombardi, the former NFL executive and GM, who's also the host of one of our great shows here at the network, VEASAN's The Lombardi Line. Uh, Michael, you and I, we were just on the air here this morning talking about a whole bunch of different things. And then right after we get off the air, Julio Jones, uh, he is headed to Tampa Bay on a one-year deal. So first off, sir, thank you so much for joining us. Julio, anything left in the tank in your eyes there in Tampa? You know, it sure didn't look like it. And if he had anything left, I think Tennessee would have not let him go and uh, and probably would have tried to at least 
get some value out of that all the draft picks that they gave up to get them. So, look, this is one of those signings where it it, it goes across the ticker on the worldwide leader. Everybody thinks it's tremendous, but it's the old remember when. Remember when he was good, and he's not good right now. And unless he has a miraculous ability to stay healthy, which he hasn't been able to do in the last two or three years, it's going to be a challenge for him to really contribute. The problem is, how does he play? If he's the fourth or fifth receiver, he doesn't play in the kicking game. How does he dress for a game? Uh, it's, a, it's a good point, Michael, and, I, and I'm with you 100%. I, I think uh, – think it's probably uh, the end here for Julio one way or another, regardless of what happens in Tampa. Uh, Michael, uh, the other news that, uh, that that came out today, Kyle Shanahan uh, basically saying the torch has been passed from Jimmy G to Trey Lance. So we're going to see all five of those first-round rookies starting this year. We'll also see Davis Mills as well as the sixth uh, second-year quarterback from that 2021 draft, uh, getting ready to get starts uh, right from the get-go this year. So, Michael, wh- which one of those six do you think will take the biggest leap in year two? Well, I mean, obviously, Mac Jones is the best one of the six, you know, last year. And, and I think when you look at his numbers and what he was able to do, and then if he comes back and, and can build off his rookie season, then certainly you think that, what he's put in the in the barn should be able to reap the benefits of it going forward. I'm anxious to see Trevor Lawrence to see if he could make some progress because I was extremely high on him coming out in the draft. I thought he was a generational type talent. He didn't look like that during the during the season in Jacksonville. He changed his throwing motion from week to week. He didn't really throw the ball like I felt like he did at Clemson. He was all over the place. He didn't play with great consistency. So, you know, I, I think that's that's somebody that should take a step based on his talent level. We'll see if Zach Wilson's maturity level and all the things that go with it. He did not play well to start the season, got a little better. But to me, you know, the Davis Mills kid played as well as anybody. I mean, he was, if you compare this draft class, he was the second best quarterback in the draft class last year based on production. Again, Michael Lombardi joining us here on Primetime Action. Kind of in a similar vein to that thought, Michael. You think about the 10 new coaches this year in the National Football League. Not all of them first year, but 10 new situations for 10 different guys. You were the GM back in Cleveland in 91 when a guy named Bill Belichick was hired there in Cleveland. You certainly know what that's like trying as a, as a new regime here to build a franchise. Of the 10 new coaches this season, who do you feel like is in the best position to, uh, to contribute and win right away there with their new team? Well, I mean, Todd Bowles just steps into the perfect situation. He's got a really good quarterback. He's got a defense that's pretty much back intact without Ndamukong Sue. So he gets guys back. They rebuilt the offensive line. We'll see if that works out. The team's pretty good. The South isn't as good. There's a lot of question marks in the South. So you got to feel like Todd Bowles takes over a team that he can move forward with fairly easily. And so everybody else, it's been a lot harder. You know, it's a challenging way to go about this thing because when you take over a team like the New York Football Giants who've won 22 games in the last five years that you're not taking over a good team with question marks at quarterback too. You know, Matt Eberflus takes over Chicago with I think one of the worst rosters in football and whether Justin Fields is good or not, we'll find out. You know, they're bad in the offensive line, they're not good in the defensive line. That's not a really good combination. So most of the time I think what you have to do as a first-year head coach is develop confidence without evidence, evidence by the scoreboard. You're winning games. I mean, the great coaches of our time, Joe Gibbs, Bill Parcells, uh, Bill Walsh, they, they didn't lights out their first year. They built something bigger than a one-year turnaround. Michael, also uh, we, we found out today that Joe Burrow uh, is having surgery uh, to remove his appendix. Uh, Michael, I know it's it, it's still six weeks uh, before the season gets going. Is there any concern in your mind about uh, this possibly impacting Burrow at all once the regular season flips around, or is it because it's so far away that this should be uh, all out of the way by then? You know, and, and the advancement we've made in medicine, I don't think, I think you'll see a scar on him when they take it out. <laughs> so I, I think he'll be fine. I think if I'm Joe Burrow laying in the hospital, I'm worried about my offensive line with Kappa and Lyle Collins both being on IR, Collins being on the NFI list, meaning he got the injury outside of football with his back. That's got to concern you a little bit. Are we going to be able to improve in the offensive line? And what's the depth like? We we talked about the left side of their offensive line. I mean, Williams isn't a great left tackle. Carmen struggled as a rookie last year. Ted Karras has been a good player. You know, he signed with the Patriots. We drafted him in the seventh round, and then he went down to Miami for one year, tried to play center there. They cut him came back to New England, played pretty well at right guard, 
when he was in next to Dave Andrews and Trent Brown. So I think it's a question mark with their offensive line. And the other question mark to me, if you're Joe Burrow laying in the hospital, is can Evan McPherson duplicate the season that he had last year, which was just remarkable mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Burrow guy took only a league high, over 50 sacks a season. I mean, okay. they, only, they only won a playoff game. 9% of the times he dropped back, he got sacked, yeah. which is close. one of the highest in the league. And, and actually, Lamar Jackson did as well which is surprising. You know, Lamar Jackson typically, that's how bad the Ravens line was last year. For doing this, hopping on our show, I know you're going to be back on uh, your show there, the Lombardi line, coming up on Friday. So, Michael, really appreciate the time, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Uh, In the meantime, Jeff, baseball's flying in New York. What the heck is going on there? Well, they, they they clearly brought the juice balls out today because... This is while, – while we were talking to Michael, and by the way, big thanks to, to Michael hopping on it and see uh, after dealing with you for two straight days. He actually, actually uh, didn't have enough of you, which is good. Uh, but you look, at, uh, you look at this half inning here where Jordan Montgomery is just giving up rocket after rocket here, Ben. And Eduardo Florida Escobar two. just went deep for a two-run homer. So the Mets, after being down two rock, it's 4-2. Uh, the total would have been the prudent. Well, like the over. I mean, the already eight, eight already seventy five percent of the way there. Eight juiced <laughs> under tonight, and that is uh, not exactly not exactly on, on pace there. Do stick to your under. Yeah, Marte, Alonzo, and now Escobar. Alonzo had the double. The other two with home runs in that stretch. In the meantime, uh, four runs already in the first inning in Toronto. We talked about the Carlson solo homer there. Vlad Jr. two run shot. Matt Chapman RBI base hit. So three one. There, Blue Jays at the end of uh, of one inning of play. A lot, yeah, a lot of runs all over the place. Uh, elsewhere, the uh, the Guardians have already scored as well. Yeah, so two, they just hit a two-run Austin, over. Uh, Austin Hedges, it was a solo, solo so, shot sorry. after an Owen Miller um, RBI single. And then Baltimore, Jeremy Wengel, our technical director. Reverse run line, Cedric Mullins, eighth homer of the year. Look at that. one nothing off Shane McClanahan. <laughs> have, we had any grand sl- have we had any grand slams yet? Well, nobody's betting against it tonight, so we're probably not going to have it. <laughs> Unless somebody wants to, you know. Do the deed and get in on that. Uh, so yes, big thanks to Michael Lombardi. Follow yes. him at M Lombardi NFL, by the way, on Twitter. We are going to come back, talk some AFC North quarterback totals as the quarterback props continue for us here on Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly as we welcome you back with our producer behind the glass, Wyatt Tomchek and Jeff Parles. Follow him at Jeff Parles, by the way, on Twitter. I'm Ben Wilson. Uh, more runs scored, this time in Philadelphia. We get another uh, another blast from a really impressive rookie, Michael Harris II. This has really become a two-player race here for NL Rookie of the Year. It's the starting pitcher tonight for the Braves, Spencer Strider, and the guy in the nine-hole who just went deep. Solo shot for Michael Harris II. Really nice year, Jeff. He's, I hesitate to say unheralded rookie, but he has really been overshadowed by what, what Strider has done this year. I, I would argue that Harris should be the NL Rookie of the Year. Uh, you can make a pretty yeah, I, I, I would. Yeah. I would have no problem with that if that's what the voters ended up coming to on that. I know our residence Braves fan uh, back there, Mr. Tomchek, may have a different opinion, but I, I, mean, I, I would. I would lean Harris over Strider right now in that race. I would probably go with Spencer Strider, just the the way his fastball is. I mean, he's just such a wicked fastball, gets a high strikeout. But Michael Harris has been a very pleasant surprise for the Braves uh, coming up. You know, they made that big trade for Matt Olson, got rid of Christian Pache. Harris comes up, was mainly known as a kind of a defensive guy, and he's been hitting the ball well. They were talking about on the broadcast last night in the uh, seventh through ninth innings, hitting above 300. So he's been doing really, really good. I thought Wyatt was about to say, yeah, you know, just the mustache. It's just, you know, for Strider, it's just so nice. And I thought that's where you were going. I already Wyatt, hyped but... it up once. I can, can yeah, only do it once. Wyatt, I need him to get seven and a half, over seven and a half strikeouts. That's what nice, I need. Very nice facial hair for one Wyatt Tomchik. As we're, always. We're, we're jealous of, uh, yeah, of, of nice. Wyatt. Doing a good job. Of, of Wyatt over here. Yeah, a 121 WRC plus for Harris. 287 average, a 347 Woba. He's been really good. The weighted on base average there uh, for Michael Harris. Also, already runners on the corners. One out there in New York. Should I we? think they, they clearly... <laughs> Clearly, biggest big, big biggest series between these teams ever in a regular season. We have the baseballs from pre uh, pre shutting them down in 2019 right now, Ben. Should, it's pretty just, obvious. Should, you, should people just be hopping in on live overs? Well, what do we have uh, right now? Thirteen and a half right now. I actually, you know what? I mean, the Mets, the, the Yankees are probably going to get at least one in this inning. If not two. Well, I mean, they do have the bottom of the order up, but again, what will probably happen here is we'll probably get some weird squib that ends up being an RBI hit here. Uh, but again, neither neither pitcher looks comfortable at all so far. Walker Walker's given everything walk been that's been put in play against Walker's been a rope, and then everything that was put in play against Montgomery was a rope. So uh, you're looking at that, and and also too, uh, Ben. Uh, the the other games the other games uh, at least uh, the Blue Jays uh, look like they are fully invested here unlike that first game against Kansas City that first night uh, mm-hmm. when Kansas City was missing right. all their guys because of the vaccination rules uh, Cardinals of course without Goldschmidt and Arenado uh, and uh, one one more uh, a bench piece uh, Noah uh, right the backup catcher. Think so. Yeah. So uh, so a I piece that, yeah. that didn't matter even though uh, Johan Aviedo. Even with the expired passport at all, that ended up crazy. making it to uh, Toronto today. What he had to he had to do three different to, flights. He had to go. He had something? to go. He had to go from Cincinnati to to Miami. Right? Miami to the consulate to the Canadian consulate to get the requisite paperwork to cross the border without an active passport. Remember, Aviedo is a uh, defector from Cuba, so he's in the middle of getting his his U.S. citizenship right now. So. Uh, he uh, then had to fly to Detroit, drive across uh, Windsor, Windsor there, uh, into Toronto, and uh, it was a fun time there. Uh, all the right, way by, right by Sarnia, 
That's I have I have been there. That is that is right by uh, yeah right the great great uh, eastern eastern Michigan there. So how about that? And he, what did he say? He's like I would do anything to help the team win. While well, a couple of different guys were not doing everything in their power to help the team win. Whatever you want to however you want to interpret that. But uh, by the way, I'm pretty sure that a Kinderful effort just got uh, picked off first. Yeah, I did. Of course. Wow. <laughs> way to go. Way to go. That, that is a Yankee, by the way. I will, I will, I will say, Taiwan Walker has a shockingly good move for a right-handed pitcher. That was pitcher. the third time he threw over, too, and he got him. I think he was safe on that angle. Jeff, so invested in this subway I, This is a big deal, and it's also a big deal because, again, Atlanta is playing so well right now that every single game, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who the opponent is, for, at least from my perspective, sitting on – Mets fandom and a, a bloated Mets NLEs price. You got to win every game here. Got to get that ticket home. Can't waste that plus 240 that I got. Jeff just wants redemption after last year when ah, he hey, uh, Stanford Steve those, and those, Jeff those, on the nightcap. Those, those, those two last two months of the season were probably the most miserable baseball-watching months I can ever remember. Right up there. And then after it. that, the, for Wyatt, it was the reverse. Oh, it, was, so. it was lovely. So, I mean. <laughs> right up there for me with the, as you remember, the 2014 Milwaukee Brewers season. Oh, yeah. Where they, where they led oh, the, yeah. They, they set a record. They led the division for, what, 142, ga- for 142 days or something? And or, it didn't or matter. Ga- it was, one of, it was a, a days or games record. The team who led for the most days in Major League history without winning the division, that was the Milwaukee Brewers of, of 2014. Um, Anyway, we'll get back to the baseball update. All the scores coming up in about 10 minutes. Again, Wes Reynolds joins us in 40 minutes' time to talk a little more baseball as well as handicap the PGA Tour event this week. Right now, though, we did this last night. We did a couple different divisions here of the passing totals props for different divisions this year. We go to the AFC North where we only have two quarterbacks on offer right now, largely because of the situation in Cleveland. We do not know the length of suspension for one uh, Deshaun Watson. And we're also you know, not really sure in Pittsburgh who is actually going to be the starting quarterback yet. So there are no options for either of the options that you will see right now for, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, whether that is a, a Kenny Pickett or a Mitchell Trubisky. So without further ado, we look at Joe Burrow, who last year, uh, Jeff, as we, we talked about with Michael, led the league, took 51 sacks, but that didn't slow him down as he led the league in completion percentage, yards per attempt, uh, and ends up throwing for 4,611 yards. His passing yard prop this year at DraftKings is a little bit uh, lower than that, 4450 and a half for this season. He did not play in the final game last year. If you remember from Joe Burrow, they sat everybody there in, in week 18. So he was really on about a 4,900 passing yard pace through 34 touchdowns, 14 picks. So those numbers, pretty uh, pretty even there, Jeff, to what we see on the odds board, 34 and a half to 12 and a half. Are there any angles you're looking at with Burrow now, who, uh, again, the big news of the day, had the, uh, the appendix emergency surgery, but should be well, well yeah, good to go. Plenty of, plenty of time be, ahead of week ready. one. Like, my, like Michael said, he's right. I mean, modern medicine with an appendectomy is, uh, is as safe of a surgery and as quick of a rehab as you're going to have at this point. So, look, I don't have anything on these guys' numbers, Ben. I, I think the number on Burrow is probably fair. For passing yards at that 4,450 and a half, passing touchdowns 34 and a half feels about right. If anything, maybe a little high, but I don't want to bet an under where you would expect Burrow would take any, a leap forward from what was a pretty nice size leap from year one to year two. I would expect an even bigger leap from year two to year three. Again, it's just a matter of what is the sheer volume for interceptions. I'm curious to see what that ends up being for Burrow because, again, Unlike the other guys that we mentioned yesterday that I'm fairly certain those guys are going to approach 700 passes. Mm -hmm. I'm not certain Burrow's going to get to 700 passes. So you're going to be in a scenario where Burrow last year threw 520. In order for him to get into the high 600s, to which will probably take that to get over 12 and a half. Yes, I know he threw 14 last year. I think he's going to be better taking care of the ball like he was in the playoffs a year ago, Ben. So... I, I I would I would only potentially look to betting Burrow interceptions over, but I'm concerned about the amount of volume that he would have, and then Lamar's passing numbers are completely unbettable. Yeah, the one thing I would say on on uh, Burrow, and for what it's worth, part of the interception handicap you'd have to do here: how much do you value what he did down the stretch, where he did not throw an interception in his final four games, mm-hmm. only threw two combined in the four postseason games, so two interceptions in his final eight games combined to end last year after he had, it was what, uh, the, the start of the year there, it was 14 through his first 12 starts. So he, he certainly was a little careless with the football to start the year. But the other angle you look at as well, we forget that it was, uh, and I know you did the whole AFC North breakdown this morning on a uh, numbers game, Jeff, but his final two starts of the year, 
525 yards against the COVID-riddled Baltimore Ravens in Week 15, 446 against the Chiefs there in Week 16, his final two starts of the year. So before that, he was on about a 260-yard-per-game pace, which extrapolated to a full 17-game season, Jeff. That's 4,420 yards, so just slightly under his number right here. It was two monstrous, obscene, ridiculous games yeah, to end the season that got him over pace. Totally changed the boat. Totally changed what it was going to be because of those games. And also, the one thing that I'm not sure I don't think will happen again, Cincinnati destroyed Baltimore twice last year. And remember, Baltimore had all sorts of injuries. In preseason, before the uh, in the final week before the regular season, there were a lot of defensive injuries for Baltimore, and I don't see them being as poor defensively. So, uh, again, when you have two games like that that completely mess up the well like that, you have to take that final result with a grain of salt. Uh, Lamar in just the 12 games last year, 2,882 passing yards, 16 touchdowns, 13 picks. The numbers you see on your screen, 35, 50 and a half, 24 and a half passing touchdowns, 12 and a half picks. Is it unbettable because of the health, the personnel, the running game, or a combination? I think it's a little bit of everything. The personnel, as, as we broke down this morning on a numbers game, other than Andrews, their pass catchers are, are mediocre to bad unless a Bateman really takes a leap forward in year two. Interceptions-wise, again, I'm basing interceptions bets over on volume. I'm not certain we're going to get the volume on that. I'd only look to bet the interceptions under 12 and a half. I don't want anything on passing touchdowns. We will do another division a little bit later. The NFC North quarterback totals in our next hour, along with updating all the scores, preview some of the MLB games coming up, and then Wes Reynolds in hour number two. It's all right here on Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If you're committed to living a healthier life, you might want to look into working herbs into your wellness routine. There's a reason people have trusted them for thousands of years. Nature's Way understands that nature is the ultimate problem solver, and they're constantly inspired by the power of nature. For example, their ginger root and slippery elm bark have been traditionally used for digestive support. And St. John's wort, holy basil, and ashwagandha can provide mood and stress support. And because Nature's Way sources from around the world and does a ton of comprehensive potency and quality testing in their state-of-the-art lab, you can be sure you're getting top-quality herbs. To learn more, visit naturesway.com.